Welcome to the Adam and James Hour. <laughs> I think that's so so very very 1950-esque, you know, because I don't know what kind of music you put before this. Maybe it's like ding dong ding dong these are the two morons talking <laughs> that's usually Welcome. the banjo playing yeah so you know it, it's you, you ask like hey do the intro and i'm like uh i don't have any music maybe if like we dropped a, a mad beat uh, i got you and, that, and that then i could help just you yeah yeah that, i could put a hand yeah. up like maybe i'm spinning something yeah. like a dj i, <laughs> I will work <laughs> on that i usually do that post-production yeah. but i will i will try to uh make that more readily available i, I, I maybe apologize I'll get, no 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 you don't don't apologize for me maybe i'll just get like my my, my tape recorder <laughs> Do we still have like my Panasonic tape recorder and play a sick beat? I thought you were going to say 8-track, but whatever. Yeah, my 8-track, yeah. My, oh man, we had an 8-track growing up, and uh, it was the Neil Diamond 8-track. And if people don't remember, 8-track had that tape in there like yeah. the cassettes did, and it got worn out. Yeah. And we had the 79 Oldsmobile station wagon. <laughs> had like no AC. Had to roll the windows down. My dad took this thing and chucked it out the window. It was my sister's favorite A track. She was like bawling in tears. Um, so I think that really kind of ties into our show today yeah. of letting go. <laughs> well, welcome to Broken and Blessed, everybody. Yeah. People well, are like, here what we're are, talking about Neil Diamond. A like, <laughs> tracks and Neil Diamond and letting go. Uh, today's time. Yeah. We're, we're, I guess we're going to jump right into this. Letting go. Buddy, we're going to peel some onions. Yeah. Back. This is going to suck for me. Yeah, um, is, uh, I'm going to pull the band aid off. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're gonna I can already it. see this you're, on your face. You're gonna rip it off. I'm I'm already feeling it. Um, yeah. today's topic is letting go. What do we mean by that, James? You know, what, man, I'm gonna actually pass that off to you, brother, because oh, dude, you yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Let letting go. So there's things happen in life, right? We we have no doubt. Um businesses go awry you know relationships don't work out uh death of of family and friends uh your your you know your kids grow up um and and so forth so stuff like that and, and when stuff like that happens it's you you go through a transition and in order to move forward you have to let go of of, of those things and uh <clears throat> excuse me uh, letting go is is not always the the easiest uh, thing to do. Some people have a very hard time letting go. Uh, there's been many, many, many times, probably more times than I care to remember in my life where I had a hard time of letting something go. And it wasn't until after I let it go where I realized that uh, I'm a better person because of it. I've grown from that situation, whether it was a relationship or a death or... Um, you know, career change or, or, you know, what disagreement with a family or a friend or, or what have you. But in order to move forward in life, there are certain things in your life right now that are holding you back that you just merely have to let go. And how do you do that? How do you, how do you just let go? Is it as simple as just like, oh, that's easy. Just let it go. It's not that simple. It It's not. Well, at least it hasn't been easy for me. I'll put it that way. Well, you, I think for two, two reasons. Uh, 
the, the things that are in your life that are changing, yeah. it's change, right? right? Are very important to you. Uh, things that are important to us when, when they do change, we're, we're systematically changing our emotions. Right. And that's not normal all the time. Right. Cause, uh, you know, little bird to you. Um, and I, I'm always going to call him little bird. Cause that's what you always call him. Um, you still view him as this, this baby boy right. that you've had to take care of your role has been. And, and let's, let's, let's be honest here. Your role has been mom and dad for a long time. Right. Yeah. So you've had these apron strings on mm. and, or, or maybe let's look at it more, um, uh, in a, I don't know if I want to say literal, not really a literal sense, but uh, figuratively this umbilical cord. Right. Right. And you've got to cut this. You've had this emotional uh, or attachment to them. And now you have to detach that. Yeah. That's peeling that, that, that bandage off of like, man, no, this is something that should be permanent. And God's saying, no, you've done your job, Adam. Your, your role is now complete. In that sense, you'll always be his father, right? But you don't need to be that. That I don't that have to be guiding Overwatch. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now it's it, it, you, know, you got to give it to him. It, it, he's got he's got to fail. He's got to hurt sometimes. Like if it, if you look at it from a, a military period, like a, uh, a leadership position, I'm no longer the leader. I got to turn those reins over to him and let him lead his life and and, yeah. and be there as a support unit. Well, I think you need to always be there as a leader, right? But you've got but, to accept the but, fact but, that he has now learned I, from you. When I say, and he's yeah. When I when I say leader, I'm talking about like instead of me making all of the decisions all the time, saying this is what you're going to do. Yeah, turning that part of the the leadership role, if you will, into hey. This yeah. is you've graduated from this platoon. Now you're going to lead your own platoon because you're leading your own life, yeah. so to speak. And maybe that's probably the wrong analogy, but in my mind, no, no, no. It, it I think it is better. Man. But it's, but it's, it's. I'm, I'm not at the reins anymore. Like we, no. he's, he. It's you know. I'll give you an example. So <clears throat> earlier, recently. Um, we, we did his college visit and his, his summer preview is what they called it. And he was just like, what do you want to do, dad? What do you want to do next? And I was like, this is, this is, I'm just along for the ride. Like, this is your deal. I'm here for the sweatshirt. I was like, look at the schedule, pick something, make a decision. And that's what we'll go do. And it was yeah. like, because I knew it was just like, oh, okay, let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. And I'm like, think of that. I'm not the one going to school. I did all that already. Like, this is on you, man. Like, you have to make these decisions now. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's not going to work out for you. And and <clears throat> so I, I, it was hard for me, but I was also proud of myself because it was like I, I did step back and say, all right, what do you want to do next? Okay, I got to go do this or I got to do that. I let him make those decisions and and go from there. And when something didn't get done, I just sat back. I just asked him, I was like, Hey, did you remember to do this? Or did you do that? Oh yeah, I think so. Well, maybe you should check. And it was, it was kind of like that. And and I want to back up even more because we're talking about letting go. I, um, I had to make a, a very tough decision about five years ago. 
um, when he graduated from junior high and was getting ready to go into high school, uh, I was we were at a point in in our lives where our relationship was it was you know he's a teenager and eighth you know eighth grade and it's like you know just he's becoming into his own and we were arguing a lot and it was just kind of like I didn't want him to resent me but I I also took the role as like you're not my best friend either it's like I'm your dad first and then whatever else Ooh. wow yeah <clears throat> and that was that was difficult because it's been so many years at that time where I'd raised him on my own and. I didn't want him to go to any of the schools in our any high schools in our area. They were public schools. Nothing wrong with them. It just it wasn't where I wanted him to be or fit in. There just wasn't much opportunity for him there. And our job as parents, I think, is to give our kids uh, more opportunities than what we had, or at least present those opportunities to to them. That's a double-edged sword, too, though, isn't it? it? it, it That's like it, it a whole other topic. It, it, it absolutely yeah. is, and that is another topic for another time. But my belief was I wanted him to succeed and have more opportunities than I had when I was his age. So we made the opportunity to go to a private school that was two hours away near my parents, and we sat down had a family meeting, and my parents offered, hey, hey he can come live with us and go to school here so you could focus on the business and kind of start growing your business. And that was very hard for me because I was, I was like, Oh, what I got defensive. And I was like, Oh, you guys want to take control and be the parents and, and this and that. And it was very rocky between me and my parent, my family for, for the first year, I would say, uh, because I just couldn't like, I, I, I was very appreciative and still am. But at the same time, I was like, no, this is he's my responsibility. I felt like I was abandoning him. And and I wasn't. And I had, I had to come over. I had to let that mindset go. I had to let that Boom. mindset go. I had to let the mindset go that I was not abandoning him. Yeah. I was giving him – it was my resp- – I had the responsibility as a parent to give him – to get him better options than what, I, than what we had, and, and we had that. Why wouldn't I want him to succeed? Right. So I had to let my insecurities go. I had to let my mindset go that I was abandoning him. And once I did that, and it took me a couple of years to do that, I'll never forget the conversation that we had. He was ending his sophomore year and uh, and he looked at me and, and said uh, he was dropping me off. He just got his permit. He dropped me off at the at the uh, shuttle station to go back to the airport. And he looked at me and I and I I was getting ready to kind of tear up like I usually do because I'm a big teddy bear. And he looked at me and says, Dad, he's like, we've been going through this for a while now. He's like, I don't understand why you still feel the way that you do. Ooh. Wow. Called me out. And 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 he said, he's like, I'm fine. He's like, you've given me a good life. He's like, Focus on the things that you need to do because I'm going to need you later on. And at it was that that point when I was able to let go of those feelings and those hardships that I've had, whether it was insecurity or resentment for feeling like I abandoned him. At that point, our relationship got stronger. But I had to let go of those insecurities that I had. And I'm going off on a tangent here, so reel me back in, but... 
<laughs> yeah. No, man. It, it, I it, yeah. It, just there's just so much I could talk about when it comes to my son. So now, now fast forward. You know that was in his high school years. He's graduated recently, right? Yeah. And he's getting ready to go to college. And now that he's going to college, there's been a lot of stress and pressures and a whole lot of stuff putting in. Like I've been a college student myself, but it's different being a college parent. There's there's it's different having them go off into no man's land where there's nobody around. And now it's like, you have to let, now I have to let go and let him live his life. Yeah. Hey, so I'm going to throw a wrench into this. Oh, please okay? do. Cause I'm going to be on, you're making this about yourself. <laughs> how, not intentionally. How is your son? Have you had a conversation with your son about him having to let go? Yeah. He's got to let go too. Yeah, yeah. He's got to let go of those, those little boy ways. Oh, he's he's got to let go of those ways that dad answers everything. Dad has an answer for everything. No. He's got to accept the fact that he's letting go of being a little boy yeah. and now becoming a man. And, and it's like, do you remember when you made NCO? I do. You're, you're not, you're not the E3 anymore right. or the specialist who could throw his hands up in the air. I'm like, Hey, specialists don't know. Right. And now you're the NCO that doesn't have the experience of the senior NCOs, right. but you're still an NCO Yeah. and you have to make those decisions. And your decisions now are not based upon experience. They're based upon gut instinct and just quick reaction here. And that's where your son's at. Here, here's the thing. He's, he's far past that though. I would say in, in, in here, here, but his mentality is still a boy though, it, it, but it's not. And here's why I say that. You ask a lot of people, especially the leaders that he and the teachers around him in in high school, they've all said he's far more mature than what he Oh, absolutely. And, and that has and, to and do he's, with your raising. He's, he's oh, thank you. But he's he's more advanced at his age now than I ever was at that. So I, I and I use this in comparison to how I was and whatnot. Right. But I'll I'll say this because it ties in with you mentioned NCO. He had a Navy. One of his teachers was was a Navy SEAL, scuba uh -huh. instructor, and and Christopher was in, part of this leadership. He was he was one of the leaders on this leadership committee for the entire high school, and this this uh, teacher who was a former Navy SEAL wrote this one page letter about Christopher for his college application, and it explained how he demonstrates the leadership of an NCO in the military, and that wow. I tr that I trust him right now to make life decisions like I would trust my life in this young man's hands and that's big. and, and that's huge. and that's huge and I say all of that because my son is so laid back he's not like me at all and I one of the things that I absolutely love about him is that he's not like me at all is I I get like angst anxiety and this and that and the other thing and he's just like yeah whatever it's like you can't control the situation so just chill out well, like, but but to play the devil's advocate about that, I, I hope to a degree that a, a, a young man or a young person in high school doesn't have the angst or the stress that you and I face as adults no. and, and nothing to take away from your son. But in the real world, right. but see, you said it yourself, though, and you start out with. He's in high school. Right. That's a very sterile environment. Now, they he he experiences I know all kind of stuff no, in high school, no. but it's still in a controlled environment. He's not being let loose into the world right. where 
you know, he's not going to be living with your mom and dad anymore. No, no. He's not going to be really under your thumb. Right. He's kind of on his own accord. Right. And it's, that's what I'm saying. You, you wake up and go to class or you don't. But choose if you your don't, heart. <laughs> it, that's exactly it. We just recently yeah. did a show called Choose Your Heart. Yeah. He's going to have to choose his heart. And yeah. and for me, I had so and to tie all this back in, it you know the, today's topic is letting go. That's where I have to let go, and I and 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 I'm okay with that part. I'm gonna yeah. let go. I'll be here. I I'm gonna use this as as an example. It reminds me of a thing um, that I heard recently. Um, you know, when you do something wrong, I I I don't want him to. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna use some language here. So for, so forgive me. Um, I don't ever want him to be or find himself in life in a situation where where he says to himself, "Oh shit, Dad's gonna be mad." Well, yeah, I want yeah, you, I you want, don't ever want him to find it, but I, he's no, gonna find that. Right, but I, but I don't want that. I don't want him to have that mentality. I want him to have the mentality of, "Oh shit, I need to call my dad." True. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes. The mentality, or yeah, the, his reasoning. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You want him to trust you and go to you. Exactly. But but on that, but I think this is just as important, that you surround him with other men yeah. of equal character as you, that if <laughs> if by chance he doesn't, he's like, I, I can't tell dad, but you know what? I'm going to call uncle so-and-so. Yeah. I'm going to call Mr. So-and-so. Because they're going to give me the same advice that dad would give me. I just can't tell dad right now. Right. That's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So you want to have those people in his life yeah. that could facilitate a correct answer right. at the correct time. Right. Because part of it's pride. Oh, yeah. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want you to feel that he's let you down. Right. Right. But it goes back to letting go on both sides. But here, here's the caveat too, though, is you know what, oh, I wouldn't even say you know, because you've never had to do this before, right? You don't have an older son or older daughter no. that you had to let go of. So this is new territory for you. Right. Not that I know of, at least. So. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke, folks. That was a joke. <laughs> is it? Um, <laughs> but it's, but, but imagine the mentality of, of an 18-year-old letting go of his childish ways. And, and, and without a doubt, I know Christopher is a very mature, solid, grounded young man, but he has no experience in the real world. Right. That's a huge step. That yeah. That's like, big. Hey, taking one step, uh, you know, one big leap for uh, mankind. Right. Yeah. Here's Christopher taking a step out there of saying, I no longer have grandma and grandpa mm. to, to, to bounce an idea off of immediately. They're not in my, you know, radius, right. physical radius. Right. Um, I'm going to have so many more outside pressures that I can't even begin to fathom. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Yeah. And, and I think you've, you've, you've led him to a point where your job as that, that mentor leader, that father is complete to a sense of now you take that back roll, <clears throat> a great scene in a phenomenal movie. It's um, in Band of Brothers where Major Winters is now the battalion commander and he put that one captain in charge of the company, the guy that always yawned and slept, and the guy froze on the battlefield. It was right after the Battle of the Bulge 
and um they they went into that town to take over that town and these guys were getting slaughtered because that guy hesitated and and major winners wanted to run in there and take the captain's spot but um the brigade commander was like no that's not your job anymore get back and he had to let them fail he had to let them find themselves because you're always going to be there to offer advice and guidance. And, and, and I'm thankful I have a father that I could always call. And I may not need the guidance that I used to need, but I know that there's a guy that's lived 30 more years than me. He's seen 30 more years of crap. He's seen 30 more years of beautiful stuff than I have right. that I could always go to him. If I need that advice, if I just need to hear his voice, you will always be that person. And you've, you've just kind of, you've, you've given him a little more slack and that he doesn't feel like he's being held on to you're holding on to that guy for dear life. I know you always will. He means the world to you, Yeah. but you're just, you're reluctantly just letting go a little bit. So he doesn't feel like he's being tugged on. It, it, It sucks, you know, but I think, I think having him, Go to a private school and and not be there physically twenty four seven has helped our relationship over the years, which has made this transition probably easier now than what it would have been had I been there physically twenty four seven. And and I and I say physically because you know, we've mentioned he I moved him in with my parents and a lot I got a lot of slack from from friends and stuff that I, who I really I no longer talked to because I was like you know whatever you you're not you haven't walked a mile in my shoes and and they never were your friends right and then i was like that's whatever um so him going there i always like we talked every day or you know i can count in the last five years how many days that we did not speak to each other in the last five years there was only three days where i did not talk to him that was it um and i say all that because you know we're talking about letting go, and 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 I want to transition, and this is going to be kind of a longer show today. Letting go, you know, that's with kids, right? But we also, you you have uh, careers. Maybe a career didn't work out the way that you wanted it to. I had a pretty good career in the military. I thought I was going to have a career in the military, and I I had to let that go. And I was very bitter when I got out for the first probably two three years, um, and then you kind of look back and it was kind of like, choose your heart. It's like, you know, going back to a, a previous episode is choosing your heart. And I realized that that was actually a blessing in disguise. Um, you wouldn't be here today with me. Right. Exactly. For <laughs> first and foremost. Uh, but the same goes for, I, I had a, I had a pretty good job, uh, a corporate job. I, I was doing very well and I was moving up in the company rather quickly. At the time I was the only, I heard Seven Eleven was great to work yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, um, sorry. It uh, <laughs> there was a corporate job where where I was uh, the youngest manager with no degree. I was the wow. only manager with no or the youngest manager with no degree. And in order for me to move forward, I had to get my degree. So I I went through that process, and only to be let go a year later. They did a huge layoff, and I was one of the people that got uh, laid off, and. I was fortunate enough to to realize that that was a blessing in disguise relatively quickly. 
but I had to let go. The money was there. I had I had to let that go, right? Careers change. You have to let go. Then you have family. This one might pull on some people's heartstrings a little bit. We all know what the end result is. We know it's going to happen sooner. We don't know when, but we know it's going to happen. And when a loved one passes, you have to let go. And that is sometimes. But what do you mean? But what do you mean, let go though? Because and 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 I say it's like I've had a lot of people close to me, but not not my mom and dad, right? Not a brother or sister, not my, you know, God forbid the day happens, my wife or my children, right? right. So, I, I what what you and Jen just went through, yeah. I can't even begin to fathom so, so, of of having to say let go. What so what happened recently? Um, very recently, my my wife's uh, father, my father-in-law, had, had lost his battle with with cancer, and it was a hor- horrible, horrible cancer. But I was I was blessed enough. We were blessed enough that he married us. Uh, we got married in October sixth of twenty nineteen. Uh, babe, if you're listening, sorry if I messed that up. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next show is going to be about forgiveness. Um, no, it, lots of it. Yeah, <laughs> October 6, twenty nineteen, uh, and and my father in law was was a pastor. He pastored a church. Uh, he was a man who I, I absolutely loved and adored, uh, and had a huge amount of respect for. Um, and he was somebody that believed in me pretty quickly, and that was that was uh, I thought was really cool, and. Uh, so he lost his battle with, with with cancer recently, and I wasn't I wasn't there for the funeral. Um, I was on the road, um, and uh, we had some some stuff going on elsewhere. And and I I kind of we kind of knew that time was running short, and I was trying to get back in time to see him one last time. I took for granted that I was going to see him again when I left on this trip. I took for granted that I was like, all right, I'll see, I'll see Paul when, when, uh, when I get back, and and I didn't, I didn't get that opportunity, and um, um, it it was one of those where I got the blessing from from my mother in law. She said, "Don't come home." You know, me being the smart ass that I am, I was like, "Like ever? Don't ever come home." And, it kind of made her chuckle, which what she needed at the time, and she's like, "No, it's like don't worry about being here for this. We'll we'll see you when you get home," and that meant a lot to me because I was really putting a lot of pressure on myself to try to get home or or to what was the right thing to do, and I, I guess what I'm trying to say, folks, is like you know letting letting go when you have a, a loved one. Here's the thing: I had to let him go. He was in a lot of pain the last yeah. couple of weeks, and the and the and the one thing that I I hate to see is people that that suffer from a from a disease or an illness and they're in a in a lot of pain. Like let let them go, 
Like, yeah. like it, it's sometimes, and sometimes they're the ones that are holding on because they they yeah. feel like you're holding on. And if you let them go, that means I I had I, I went to the house the other night. With Jen, <clears throat> yeah, and um, I had dinner uh, there, and it was just different. It, yeah, just the atmosphere was 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 uh, was different. I could sense his presence. Yeah, and and what what uh, was was I don't want to say weird, but but. Uh, Something that was kind of cool is I saw the strength of my mother-in-law and I saw the strength of my wife because it, it had been a couple, you know, it's been almost almost a week at that at that point um, where I was there. So they they had kind of had their little bit, of it, but they were they were strong and I had to be strong. Uh, you know, my wife says, "Hey, don't break down tonight." You know, just, just let <laughs> yeah. it, let it. she she knows you. Yeah, she was just like, "Hey, you need to be hey. strong, dude. You need to be strong." Yeah. You know, hey there, Fawcett. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it was, it was, it was good. It was good. You know, had, had a great time. Uh, my mother-in-law is fun. She's really, she's kind of quite the character. Um, love her to death. She's funny. Um, but I could feel, I could feel my father-in-law's presence there and, and I yeah. couldn't help but to smile, you know, and, yeah. and we shared some, some stories and, and, and whatnot. And I, and he, he is, he, he will always be there. Uh, you know, um, uh, and I, uh, but more importantly, I know he's he's not in pain anymore, and for me, that's very re- relieving knowing that uh, that he's not in pain anymore. Um, but you know, it, it ties back into every you know, the topic of this of this show was was letting go, and there's just you sometimes you just have to let things go, and it's okay. But what did, what did an amazing journey though, if you look at from the birth of your son yeah. and correlate that to the life of Jen's father of, you know, selfishly, we want to hold on. Selfishly, we think what's best for us is to, to, to wrap around our emotions around something and not change. But like you said, from the moment we're born, <clears throat> We're, we're on a path of a physical death. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I've uh, many friends, yeah. uh, a child was born at death or, or, or was born and died at birth. Right. Um, and then we, we see people that live up to 105. Yeah. Um, those lives, how short or long have such a huge impact on us. Um, but what we want to grasp onto, what we want to hold on to is this emotion because we feel we're going to be less of a, a significance. We're going to, or, or that person's going to be less significant to us if we let go right. of something um, like letting go of Christopher and letting him become a man and flourish right. and, you know, kind of like kicking him out of the nest and yeah. Hey bro, spread your wings. Yeah. And, and, and on a, figurative level you have to do that as much as it hurts right you have to do that or you will you will prohibit him from becoming the man you've invested all this time and effort and money and sweat and stress into that if you don't let him go 
And then, you know, in, in, in relation to the job of we hold on to this thing because we feel that this is what's going to make me succeed. Right. And where God says, man, I have other plans for you. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then holding on uh, of not wanting to admit the fact that, you know, uh, you know, Jen's dad, that in so much pain, we want to hold, we want him to just, Hey, just hang on. And it's like, selfishly, we hold on to that, not realizing of just being thankful for the time we've had with that person right? and, and letting him go and, and, and having him feel that of saying, I, I love you and I'll always love you. And you will always be a huge important part of my life, but I don't want you to be in pain anymore. Right. And yeah. letting go. Yeah. The, and it, and man, look at the, look at the circle. Look at that circle of, of life. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be cheesy. No, but it's, but, it's true. But, but how, how beautiful it is from birth to death, however short or long that span is, how much we change through that. Yeah. And, and, and it, it is about letting go, but, but letting go of something means you get to grab a hold of something else. And you get a, and we, and, and what's beautiful about it is as we reach for stuff, there's someone holding us and that's God who never lets go. He's always got us. That's comforting. And that's, and this is where, this is where Adam's eyes just start running. (laughs) Old that's, faucet over there. That's a great place to end the show, right there. I think. Um, again, powerful message by James. Huge, Boggs. no, by Adam, man. I mean, dude, what you just shared about you and Christopher, um, how that relates to so many people. Yeah, and um, how important it is to in, invest into the people that we love. Yeah, dude, powerful message by Adam Bird today, guys. Not me. I didn't say anything. Old jibber jabber over there talked the whole time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> or you're welcome. Sorry, uh, you. Yeah. Sorry, you like chatty <laughs> Kathy. I shouldn't hold on to jibber jabber. Um, I I have not. I was not prepared to to put a, a passage together. So, <clears throat> unless you have one readily available, my man. Which I'm sure what is you this? do. What is this bush league? Huh? Amateur hour over here? Come on. What do you, what do you got for us? Oh man. We're good. We're going to throw back some Old Testament here. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Some Old Testament. All right. Some Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh, taking it way back. All right. Way back. Two steps, one time. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. My man, right there. God, God said, listen, I already, I already got a plan for you. Don't worry. Let go. Let go. Love it. He knows how Christopher's going to turn out. Yeah. He knows that that Jen's dad is with him in heaven in a new body without pain, without cancer. And, and he knows what he has for Jen. He knows what he has for old Fawcett over here. He knows. And it's a future and hope and not for evil. 
that is reassuring. It takes the hard out of everything. By just letting go. Just letting go. Awesome. Give it to God. Oh, there it is. Huge. That's what I was waiting for. It's going to be huge. That's what I was waiting for. Thank you, James, for for that passage. And and I hope I like. I want to close it out by saying I hope that if anybody's uh, those of you those of you who who are listening to this, that if this ties in with you, uh, hopefully this helps you. Hopefully the message today helps you. Maybe you're going through something and you and you have to let go. Go ahead, James. You know, I, I what I'd really love to do right now. Yeah. Um, I want to pray for Christopher. I want to. I want to, <laughs> man, and and there I am calling you faucet. Yeah. Um, um, I want to pray for Christopher. Um, I want to pray for Jen. Um, pray for the show. If I <laughs> if I could get together, <laughs> good morning. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that. Father God, we we love you and we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for being the almighty God, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. Father God, we thank you for your patience, your kindness, your love, your generosity, your mercy, your justice. Father God, I want to lift up Christopher, a.k.a. Little Bird. Father God, I want to thank you for for who you've created in Christopher. And uh, Father God, I want to lay him before you. I want to I want to put his life at the altar in front of you, Father God. And and I I implore you that you use that young man for things that Adam and I can't even even begin to fathom and know that are possible, that are capable of men that you use, Father God. I want you to use. Christopher, like you used David, Father God, that you used Paul. Father God, I want you to take that young man and, 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 and show this world who you are through him, Father God. That's what you've prepared him for. Father God, we, we as a, a, a world, as a, as a nation, as a world, as, as a, a humanity, we need men that are willing to serve and follow you. And Father God, I believe that that's who you've created in Christopher. Father God, that's a path you've set before him. Father God, that I, I, I ask that you, you remove Adam and I uh, out of Christopher's way, that Christopher could become the man, the man uh, far more greater than what you've used Adam and I as. Father God, that that's his path. And Father God, we thank you for that path. Father God, we, we thank you for Jen's father, for the, for the life that he had, he had led on this earth, Father God, but the, the memory and, and the, the legacy that he leaves behind through Jen and the impression that he's left on Adam. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for that, and we, we cherish and we honor that. Father God, we are humble to know such of a man like that has lived that you have uh, allowed to walk this earth. Father God, I lift up Jen, Father God, and 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 I just I, I I ask that you wrap your your arms around her, Father God, because the the times that she's going to miss 
her father that that you, her heavenly father, are there to comfort her and reassure that a he is not in pain anymore, and b that he will always be her earthly father, Father God. But you, as her heavenly father, will never let go and will always love her, Father God. I thank you for my best friend Adam, that we get a we get to do this show and uh, uh, we get a we just get to talk, Father God. We get to express our emotions, our feelings, but we get to recognize. Uh, that we need you more than ever, but that we are blessed because of our relationship and and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us. Father God, we love you and we thank you. We ask those who are listening, Father God, we pray for them. We ask, we ask that uh, if you could use Adam and I to better their lives, that you use us, Father God. We love you and we thank you. And all this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What happened? I blacked out. Faucet. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, it's the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so good makes you cry. Um I love you, brother. No, I love you too, bro. Thank you very much for that. Folks, that's all the time that we have today. We thank you. If if you are going through something in your life and, and you need prayer or, or or to talk to God, if you're not familiar with him um and you want to get to know him. Um, and not sure how, by all means, please reach out to us. We'd love to, to hear your story or, and help you get to know Jesus Christ. Uh, you can email us at brokenblessed2020 at gmail.com. Um, and there was something else there, but I, I can't think of what it was. So I'll just say that, uh, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, we will see you 